Let me read to you some words from the book of Hebrews, chapter 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Uh, For a a pastor, the first task on a Monday morning is getting out of bed. The first task on a Monday morning is deciding what to preach on the next Sunday morning. When we're in a series, that's, that's quite easy because the text is set for you. It's the next part. But when it's one-offs, it's, uh, it's a little more difficult because there are so many glorious verses in the Bible to choose from. An old, a Baptist preacher of a, a bygone century called Charles Spurgeon said this, You know your text by the marks of a friend. It doesn't leave you. So the other morning, I woke up with this friend's words running through my mind. Hebrews 12, verse 2. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. It's an old friend. It's been with me for years and years and years. And I come back to it this morning and introduce my friend to you. These words in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, they come towards the end of the book of Hebrews. Uh, the writer of Hebrews, whoever that might have been, was writing to Christians, Jewish Christians, who are undergoing terrible persecution. And the only way that they could avoid that persecution was by leaving Jesus and going back to their Judaism from which they come out of. And they were really tempted to do that. I mean, who wouldn't be? Who wants to go through persecution? So the temptation was huge for them to leave Jesus and go back to what they had before. So the writer of Hebrews writes to them to encourage them. He calls it only a short letter. It's actually got 13 chapters in one of the biggest books of the New Testament. He writes to them and says, don't go back. Stick with Jesus. Keep going. Persevere. And here's how to do it. Fix your eyes on Jesus. And I know that for many of us, if not most of us, there are times when we are tempted to go back to what we were before we trusted Jesus. So I and you need to hear these words again and again. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, not just this morning, but forever. Let's consider four things about this text. Let's consider what to do, why to do it, how to do it, and when to fix our eyes on Jesus. So first of all, what to do. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Some things sound very simple, don't they? So all you've got to do, fix your eyes on Jesus. 
It's, it's like you know, something goes wrong. A, a little child, perhaps, in the house breaks a toy, which is like a really complicated uh, toy, like a, a robot toy, and uh, says to Dad, oh, can you fix it? And to them, it's so simple, but you know, boy, there's no way I'm going to be able to fix this. But it sounds so simple. Fix it. Fix your eyes on Jesus. You know, there are many things that we can do with our eyes. We can stare. You shouldn't do so, but some sights are so silly that you've got to stare. You can glance through your scroll of Twitter or Facebook. You can squint and try to focus without your glasses on. Uh, you can get glazed over when somebody is telling you a very lot of boring information in a lecture. You can glare and look daggers at someone. You can have your eyes glued on something spectacular like a, a penalty shootout. But here, we are told to fix our eyes on Jesus. The Greek word that's used here for fix is aphararo, which, is, um, which actually uh, sounds like aphararo. Let's have a Spanish time. But it's a Greek word, and it's made up of two smaller words. Uh, apar, which means apart, separation, away. And hararo, which also sounds Japanese, but hararo is observe, look, stare. So you put these two words together, aparo and hararo, and you see that it actually means to look away. To look away from something else so that you might fix your eyes on something special. And that's what the writer is telling these Hebrew Christians and us to do. Fix your eyes on Jesus. There are so many things that can take our attention, so many things grab our attention, but fix your eyes on Jesus. Like a, a, a mum or a dad or a grandparent that's at their child or grandchild's uh, show at school and there might be lots of children on the platform singing a song or doing their act but your eyes are only on your child or grandchild. There, there might be loads up there but you're just looking at yours. You're looking almost away from everyone else and fixing your eyes on yours. And that is what the writer is telling us to do. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Uh, why? Second thing, why should we? Well, because Jesus is able to save us from our sin. And Jesus will never fail us or disappoint us or let us down. And Jesus is mighty to keep us through this world and bring us to the eternal glory of the next world. Fix your eyes on the one that can do that. Fix your eyes on Jesus because of who he is. Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of God, the Son of Man, the Messiah, the Lord of Lords and King of Kings, the Sovereign One, the, the altogether lovely one, the one who is fairer than 10,000. Fix your eyes on this beautiful Savior. Fix your eyes on him because of his outstanding life. His character was amazing. He had such self-control, such restraint, such compassion, such mercy, such bravery, such boldness, and yet 
He had such tenderness and such gentleness, such consideration and such humility and such meekness and, oh, such love. What a character. Fix your eyes on him and his character. Fix your eyes on his teaching. Some of his teaching just blows your mind. It left people shell-shocked when they heard it. Fix your eyes on his comforts that he teaches. The, his teaching can energize your spirit. His teaching can be so simple yet so profound. His teaching is all for the glory of God and for human flourishing. That's what Jesus really wanted. He wanted people to be blessed in this life and in the life to come. And when people heard him, they were amazed at his teaching. And they actually said, never a man spoke like this man. Fix your eyes on his character. Fix your eyes on his teaching. Fix your eyes on his thoughtfulness. He was a man that was so thoughtful. He once came across a, a widow in a place called Nain. She had one, one son left and he died. And Jesus went up to her, his heart went out to her and he helped her. He came across a, a leper and nobody ever touched lepers. People threw stones at lepers, get back in your colony. But Jesus came across this leper, went up to him and he touched this man who hadn't been embraced for maybe years and years and years. We all need a human touch. And Jesus, though divine, being human, touched this man, such thoughtfulness to this man. Jesus had compassion on the hungry and to those who were really afraid. Jesus said, don't be afraid. And with his dying breath on the cross, he said to one of his best friends, take care of my mother. What a thoughtful man. Fix your eyes on this thoughtful man. I know that men can be monsters at times. They can really let you down. They can be unfaithful and unreliable and horrible. Fix your eyes on this man, Jesus Christ. I remember the first time I ever fixed my eyes on him. I was 19 years old. I'd never read the Bible didn't even go to church, wasn't interested at all. But my mum simply asked me one Sunday afternoon, Paul, just watch this film called Jesus of Nazareth on television. So for some reason I did. I don't know why I did, but I did. And I'd had my heroes, and I had a, a whole long list of heroes. Mainly they were sporting heroes. In those days, it was George Best and Rodney Marsh. And I even bought football boots to make me play like George Best and Rodney Marsh. Total failure. It was Jim Clark in Formula One. Jim Clark wore these leather driving gloves. I wanted to drive like Jim Clark. But who has the money to be a Formula One racer? And who has the bravery as well? And then it turned to Bruce Lee. Oh, Bruce Lee was my hero. I wanted a body like Bruce Lee. He's five foot seven, power packed, every part, rippling muscles. He could, he could close your eyes before you blinked. He could do all kinds of things. He, he, he was able to, 
to kick so high. I remember practicing my Jeet Kune Do skills. My mum in the kitchen saying, mum, mum, just stay there. And I would put my foot over her head. <laughs> Looking back now, <laughs> it's stupid. And why did she say yes? It's because I was so young, I was only 18. <laughs> But I, I trained and trained and trained to be like Bruce Lee. He was a hero. I watched his film, Enter the Dragon, 28 times. I could say every word, and sadly, I could still say a lot of those words now. My heroes, I had all these heroes. Lots more than what I've mentioned. But then I came across Jesus. I couldn't believe my eyes. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. It was only a television film, so it was a, a poor portrayal of what the real Jesus is like and what the Gospels are really like, but it was enough to make me think, Jesus is my hero. He's my hero. He's the one I want to be like. But of course, I couldn't buy anything to be like Jesus. And that's so old-fashioned, the stuff he wore. But I wanted to be like him. How? character, life. And to this day, I still want to be like Jesus. He was my hero for months. And then he became my savior when I started going to church. And my Lord, and he still is. Fix your eyes on this hero. Fix your eyes on this savior. Fix your eyes on this Lord. Fix your eyes on him because of what he has done. Fix your eyes on him riding that little donkey into Jerusalem. Not a war horse, but a donkey. Fix your eyes on him when he's in Gethsemane. And he's arrested and led off to Pilate's judgment hall. Fix your eyes on him if you can bear it when he's tortured at the post that he's tied to. Fix your eyes on him on the cross. And realize the great pain that he went through. Unbearable pain, yet the text says he endured the cross. He scorned the shame. It was a great shame to be crucified or to be associated with anyone that was crucified today. The cross we kind of decorate with uh, fairy lights or a halo. In, in Jesus' day, only the worst of criminals were crucified. The terrorists and the murderers and the robbers and the thieves and the rapists. They're all hung on a cross. The shame of being hung on a cross and Jesus scorned the shame. Oh, our Lord Jesus Christ, fix your eyes on him. His character, his teaching, his life, his suffering, his death, his resurrection. Fix your eyes on him. Thirdly, how do we do that? We can't see him now. Well, it means for us that when you fix your eyes on something, you are actively attentive to that thing. So it might be a television thing you're watching or a movie you're watching. Your eyes are fixed on it. You're taking in. It might be a book you're reading. Any kind of book you're reading it. Uh, and your eyes are fixed on the words, and you're taking it in. Or it might be that your ears are actually fixed on something, a podcast or something you're listening to. You're taking it 
in. So that's the idea of fixing your eyes on something. It's a, a picture for a deliberate act to take something into your life. Fix your eyes on Jesus in the scriptures. Fix your eyes on him in the Old Testament, the prophecies that tell of his character. The Gospels, read the Gospels, uh, highlight the Gospels. Just buy a highlighter pen or coloring pencils and just sketch in those verses that God speaks to you through. And, and when it's full up, buy another Bible and just do it again. Go through it. Fix your eyes on who Jesus is. The epistles, read them, find out what they tell you about Jesus. Call him to your mind, day by day, moment by moment. Think about him while you're walking along the road. Think about him while you're unloading the dishwasher. Think about him while you're dysoning the lounge. Think about him while you're eating or waiting for the bus, train, or tube, or plane. Think about Jesus. Fix your eyes on him so that you take more and more of him into your life. Fourthly, finally, when should we fix our eyes on Jesus? Well, of course, all the time. But let me give you two practical scenarios when we really need to fix our eyes on Jesus. Two practical times. One, when you want to be like Jesus in his character. When you want his character formed into you. Let the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. All his wondrous compassion and purity. O thou spirit divine, all my nature refine till the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. When you want to be like Jesus, fix your eyes on him. It's well known that you become like what you spend a lot of time with or listening to. Certain things can have a huge effect on your character and life. So listening to certain types of music can make some people violent. Playing certain types of games can make some people violent. Spending time with miserable people makes you miserable. Listening to talk radio or talk sport makes you angry. The newspaper that you read, it will influence your opinions. The influencers that you listen to on YouTube, they will shape your thinking and your outlook. If you spend a, a year with the Zabaline people in the rubbish tips of Egypt, you'll see the world through their eyes. If you spent a year living with the rich and famous in Hollywood, you'll see the world through their eyes. Our environment is what often shapes us. What do we spend our time looking at or with or listening to? Because whatever it is will shape you in some way or other. And it works the same way as we fix our eyes on Jesus. A man called Tim Keller said, If the beauty and glory of Christ do not capture our imaginations and dominate our thought, then something else will. And that something else will frame our souls and transform us into its likeness. We become like what we worship. So if we give Jesus our full attention, if we fix our eyes on him, that's how the spirit works in us to produce this 
thing called sanctification. This thing called holiness and transformation of character. Spend time considering the Lord Jesus Christ. And it does something to you. It changes you. Uh, it changes you because that's how the Spirit works in you and me. The Holy Spirit uses the very fixing of our thoughts on Jesus to make us like Jesus. You want to become like Jesus? Fix your thoughts on him. The second scenario is this. When you are tempted to leave Jesus and go back to what you were before or go back to a life of sin, then fix your eyes on Jesus. That's the context of Hebrews, remember? They were tempted to leave Jesus and go back to what they were before. And we can be tempted that way as well. When that day comes, when that moment comes, fix your eyes on Jesus like never before. You see, there might be something strong pulling us towards it. He or she may seem so attractive, like a magnet to you. It might appear such so fulfilling and such fun to do that very thing that's set before you. But it may destroy you. It might destroy your character, destroy your marriage, or destroy your reputation, ruin your bank balance, your health, and your Christian witness. So what we need is when we are pulled towards something else that's not Jesus, we need a better vision. We need a greater vision. We need a stronger magnet. We need the Lord Jesus Christ to show us how great he is compared to the thing that we are thinking of doing that will ruin us. We need a better vision. So, when you're thinking of giving up, fix your eyes on Jesus. When you're fed up with other Christians, Fix your eyes on Jesus. When you're fed up of the guff of church life, fix your eyes on Jesus. When you envy non-Christians, fix your eyes on Jesus. When you're frustrated with people, fix your eyes on Jesus. When your children are driving you nuts, fix your eyes on Jesus. When your parents are really annoying you, Fix your eyes on Jesus. When the car cuts you up, fix your eyes on Jesus. When you're weary of life, fix your eyes on Jesus. When the lure of pornography comes to you, fix your eyes on Jesus. When a person who is not your husband or your wife seems really attractive to you, fix your eyes on Jesus. When you're tempted to go back to that mind-altering substance, fix your eyes on Jesus. When you're sick or in hospital, fix your eyes on Jesus. When you are dying, fix your eyes on Jesus. Get a better vision, a greater vision than that which will ruin you. And it's only Jesus that will restore you. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light 
of his glory and grace. Well, before I close in prayer, once more, just time of reflection, brief reflection on what we've sung and heard. Thank you, Lord, for that verse, that friend in Hebrews 12, verse 2, who tells us to fix our eyes on Jesus. We know the value of doing this, and we know the slowness of our hearts to actually do it. So we pray by the power of your spirit, you would help us day by day to turn our eyes on Jesus. When we want to be like him and have our character shaped by him, which is all the time. And when those times in our life of great temptation to leave him and to indulge in something far from pleasing to him and that would ruin us, May we see him as the better vision, the greater vision, the one who will save us and keep us and one day glorify us. May we from now till our dying day fix our eyes on Jesus. And may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.